Welcome back to the Casey on the Beat show. Uh, I'm Casey on the Beat. I'm here followed by my colleague, my son. Um, tell him your name, son. Dave Connors. Dave Connors. Okay. Um, I'm a little tired under the weather, um, so forgive me. You know, you would think you would come back from being on hiatus for about two, three years and that you would come back um, fully rejuvenated and ready to go. And unfortunately, that didn't work out too well for me. Um, but I'm sipping some tea. And hopefully I can get this done properly and professionally. And I'm sorry for my peas, but again, I'm back to using the instrument mic as he uses the condenser mic. So therefore, mine's going to sound a little weird again. Um, but it's okay. I'll get that fixed in due time. So let me go over my handles. Uh, you can follow me on Casey on the beat at gmail.com. If you have any questions or whatever requests, whatever. Also Casey on the beat on Instagram at Casey on the beat on Twitter. Casey on the beat at Bandcamp. Casey on the beat on SoundCloud and I believe that's all my handles uh, I think I got a Casey on the beat on Facebook as well okay alright now that we got that out of the way let's talk Robert Kelly Yeah. oh you gotta take him there <laughs> okay okay Man, WTF, what the funk is going on here? Um, my opinion, let sleeping dogs lie. A lot of people will disagree with me, but we had years, if not decades, to convict this man for a crime that he had committed. A decade or two ago, we opted out of doing that. He got away with it. Um, and because he wasn't prosecuted, if anybody knows the law, you cannot have double jeopardy. Unfortunately, he was not prosecuted for the crime. So therefore, they're going after him again with several other different women. Now, my take on this whole situation is what in the hell were the parents thinking of sending their teenage daughters to stay in a grown man's house? What is your take? My personal take on it is this just blame to go around. Blame for what he did blame for the parents that allowed it and I even place blame on the girls that committed it. Uh, well, the girls didn't commit anything, so you gotta tread lightly there because, uh, yeah, I don't want any hate mail. <laughs> um, they actually were children being enticed by stardom and um, you know, the it's a delicate subject because, you know, when you are, oh, what do they call that? Um, 
because I don't want to use the terminology groupie, uh, starstruck. When you're starstruck and you're told that, hey, um, you can come to my house, we can do a couple of things, do some songs, uh, I'll help you with your career, so on and so forth, they fall for it. And because they fell for it is the reason why the parents fell for it. The parents believed in them. The parents thought that um, it would play itself out and that he would, um, I guess, uh, help them in their careers. Uh, now, this is the crazy thing. This is one of the things that bothered me the most, and I think we discussed this off air several times, is the music industry. This isn't the first time. This ain't going to be the last time. Um, I've stated this before, man. You know, these people, <laughs> what's, what's the terminology, man? You, you sell your own soul, you sell your own child, whatever the case may be. And that's that's one of the situations that happened. And they got paid. And I guess once the money ran out, you know, they came back for more. But as you can see, if you follow in the media today, the man has no money. So I don't understand where they are going with this. Because if he... What did the judge set his bail at a million dollars? So 10% of that is um, $100,000. And he couldn't post bail. And someone else actually, uh, I think it was a female. I don't I don't have her name. Um, but I won't put it up for him. Yeah, she, yeah, she, um, <laughs> she got him out. And then they locked him back up. Cause he owes a hundred and sixty something thousand and uh back child support. And um yeah, man. Uh the person should have been well, I guess she wasn't willing to pay his child support. She was willing to get him out, but she's not gonna be willing to pay his child support. Which, hey, I wouldn't do it either. I better say, would you? <laughs> no. Um but you know, he did that little interview he did, and um, I wouldn't say it went well, but um, everybody made a joke of it. And, you know, although I did laugh at a couple of them, you know, I started to think, you know, because when you start with the list of guys that has gotten away with uh, doing things, you know, and and, and nobody's... You know, even the president, man, for God's sake, you know, just grab him in the pussy comment. You know, my thing, my question with that is who raised you? You know, the way you think you can just walk up to a woman and grab her in the pussy. You know, his words, not mine. If anybody saw that interview, of course, by now it's all over. You know, everybody know. But um, then you have... uh. You know, I was looking at this Michael Moore, that the Michael Moore film, uh, Fahrenheit eleven nine, and they were talking about Trump, and um, and I'm not gonna get off R. Kelly, but you know, just to bring light to how America works with uh, the difference and putting it in black and white, is that Trump had went into. I think it was a girl's sports team or no, I don't even think they were a sports team. I think it was like a, um, a pageant or something like that. And the girls were naked 
and they were like young. They were like teenagers or something like that. And he bragged about it. And he was like, yeah, I don't get in trouble for stuff like that. I'm like, what? And this was a while ago, you know, and they were saying it basically that man been doing things and committing crimes in broad daylight and right in your face. Like he doesn't even hide it and gets away with it. So when you got someone like Robert and from my understanding, I asked for his masters from uh, Sony music and somehow some way it has something to do with Harvey Weinstein and, you know, things went crazy and they, you know, came out with that. Um, what is the name of that? Uh, Surviving R. Kelly. You know, um, that that was, you know, pretty bad. You know, and I think that's what actually had the law actually chase after him to um, prosecute him. But, you know, when you lay with dogs, you get fleas. So Malcolm X said something a long time ago about, uh, I can't remember the quote offhand. I should have wrote it down. Uh, Something about when the rooster, you know, come home, Something I, I can't remember, you know. Um, I wish I had the quote. If I had somebody in here that can pull up quotes and stuff like that, I would have that, but I'm not on that level yet. Um, <clears throat> when the chickens come home to roost, you know, uh, that was back when uh, I think they when they shot Kennedy or shot King, he made a comment similar to that, and it's the same situation, you know, with Bill Cosby. I don't know how Jesse Smullett played into any of this that he lied so he doesn't he's not in the same position as a bill cosby or r kelly well i'll say now with everything with the r kelly situation they now you have a special coming out about about michael jackson well the, the michael jackson situation that was um you know i've been looking at that for years you know they they've been chasing him since the 90s um with uh, child abuse or sexual abuse allegations and things like that. Um, I mean, for me personally, I'm, I'm tired of hearing about Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson deceased. You know, I don't know if they're going after his estate, um, which is pretty sad because it should go to his children. But, you know, the powers that be, they don't see it that way. And, um, it's not like the money is going to Janet or, you know, Tito and all the rest of the million children. Um, so I don't know what the purpose and point in that is, but it's kind of like they making a point to dehumanize our black celebrity, you know, figures, you know, R. Kelly you know, he, he came out. He came out in the early nineties. Yeah, his album was born born in the nineties or something like that. I think it was like ninety two. And you know that Aaliyah situation was that far back. Well, it wasn't after born in the nineties. I think it was like um, it was around twelve. Play. I want to say that. You know, I want to let me look this up because I, you know, me, I don't like to be. 
uh, incorrect. Uh, uh, I don't. I don't even. Remember. Oh, there it is. I was about to say I don't even remember how to spell the young lady's name. Um, but uh, it states she was active from '89 to 2001, uh, and apparently, you know, she married R. Kelly in 1994. And got it annulled in 1995. Now, let me see. She died. She was 22. She was born in 79. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, 1979. Okay, so she was a teenager when she married this dude. I, I don't know how old that dude was. He made that decision that he wanted to marry a teenager. Um, But again, where were the parents? Why did the parents allow their daughter? Now, if she was 18, that's different. You know, your child, they're not grown, but they're able to make that type of decision. Uh, Would I let my daughter marry somebody when she's 18? No. I would try everything in my power to prevent it, but it's no guarantee that she's going to actually follow everything I say. You know, children learn from looking up. So once they make a decision that they want to do something, you know, then they're going to go with it. And the more you push them away from it, the more they're going to be attracted to it. But the young girl, you know, she, you know, when he was with her, they kind of made a big deal of it. But then, again, he he got away with it. Then he had the video that surfaced of him um, urinating on the, the young ladies. They were teenagers, and it's him live in the video urinating on teenagers. And um, that that was an issue. And again, he got away with it. And I'm like, you know, okay. And when he made the comment about after all the things I've been through in my past, why would I do this? Why would I, you know, have women chained up and locked up in my basement, yada, yada, yada. And, you know, my first thing was when he said, after all I've been through in my past. It, to me, was that an admission of guilt? You know, um, with the Leah situation and with... um the young girls he urinated on. You know, I saw that video back in the 2000s, you know, and I said to myself, like, really? And, you know, oh, yeah, I forgot about the one. Hold up. I don't know if that was a teenage girl or a grown woman. We, we, he was eating her ass out, and she was in a chair or some shit. And I was like, is this R. Kelly? That's when he had the afro early afro thing or something of the puffs oh man um i think that was around the i wish i wish uh that that era um and uh yeah it was wild i was like what and you know because if you know that wasn't the thing to do at that particular time like that wasn't something that men i mean then again i don't know I didn't know any guys that were, you know, that type of guy. Um, but, yeah, I think it was around 
I want to say it wasn't Chocolate Factory. So it had to be between 98 and 2000. So it meant, yeah, because I wish was on tp2.com. And the video surfaced because that's when the girls, he urinated on the girls. Um, and uh, then that, that, that video came out. It was him urinating on the girls and then him with the uh, young lady in the chair thing. And I was like, what? So who are recording these videos? Well, you know, back then you had a tripod. And you would put it on the... Uh, <laughs> Uh, you put it on a tripod and you just go for what you know. You put the tripod way back and you just, you know, do your thing. And, you know, back then cameras came with remotes. So if you all the way back, you can hit the zoom. Then, Like you plug it to your TV, you know, on the imp- back then TVs had those little inputs on the front. Okay. The red, white, and um, green and yellow. And you just plug the camera in there so you could see, you know, and then you just hit the zoom on the remote. But, you know, he wasn't doing none of that, man. He was too busy eating ass. You know, he wasn't. And then even when he did the um, the peeing on the girl thing, I think he had the camera in his hand. No, but you got a good point. Who the hell? Because somebody else was holding the camera. Because I think he had a camera while somebody was shooting the film. If I'm not mistaken, I haven't seen the video in so long. Um, but, it, you know, like I said, where are the parents and you know I'm gonna be straight up I can't hate white America for what his black ass did and what the parents did and what they didn't do because at the end of the day if my daughter is that um, promiscuous and out in the streets and sleeping with adults, then I fucked up. You know what I'm saying? Like, when it came to y'all, when y'all grew up, I did my best to, you know, keep y'all out of certain situations. You know, but I was blessed to have three sons, man, because that is shit, man. If if y'all was girls, man, I would have lost my damn mind. <laughs> Because I wouldn't have been able to mentally wrap my head around my daughter wanting to be involved with a dude. You know, um, I wouldn't have been ready for that. You know, if Sean was a girl, that, you know, it would have bothered me if he came home talking about, Dad, I'm pregnant. You know, I don't know what the hell. Like, at, at um, uh, what is it, uh, 20 years old or something like that. And like, you're not ready for that type of responsibility, you know? So that's why I'm like, you know, with the parents of these, these females, y'all just feeding the monster, you know, in a sense, like you, you just feeding the monster, you feeding the beast, you know, half these girls is all the same story. You know, my parents took me over there, blah, 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 blah. It's not like, Oh, I met these bras on the street and brought them to the house and smashed. So it was like the parents just sold them out. Yeah, it's like you're you're sacrificing your child for financial gain, and then you know now again, and you complaining about it. You know, it's like they say, "What you do in the dark, come out in the light." But I mean, 
when are the parents going to be going to face some type of neglect charge, um, child abuse? You know, because like the the one woman I heard on the radio the other day, I I, I didn't catch her name, but she you know she said that they were there at a party and they were smoking marijuana and drinking. Now. I, I dabble in marijuana. I dabble in alcohol. But that has never made me want to have sex. I've never had a marijuana strain that say has sex. It, you know, and I'm talking about even as a teenager. You know, I, I never had a marijuana strain that said let me have sex with a grown-ass woman. No. All I, the strains I had just put me to sleep. Right. If you ever end up, you get tired, if you, you know, have a sativa then, you know, you get full of energy. But I was sitting there listening to this interview. Like, what strain was you fucking smoking? Because back when this happened, THC wasn't as high as it is today. So you talking about something that like 2 to 5% THC. You're not even talking with the fuck they got going on today with 28, 30. You know, so you wasn't high, high. You know, and then with the alcohol... I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe it affects females differently. I, I don't know. Now, ecstasy. I could see if she said he gave us ecstasy. Then I'll say, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, that'll you know put you over the edge with sex. But marijuana has never ever made me say, oh, I'm horny. Let me go bang my wife. You know that. And and then, like I said, if I go back to my teen years, it ain't even the same marijuana. And me and the woman, I think she was in her 30s or something now, and I'm in my 40s, so what the hell was you smoking? You sure that was just marijuana? You know, because then, yeah, because she said she was like 14 or something like that. What the hell? Hold up. First of all, why are you out the house as a female, 14, 15, 16 years old, at a grown man house? And then this is another thing that, that that doesn't ever come up. I get what he did. Who let him in the house? Where's where's the you're a millionaire. So I'm certain you got a doorman. I'm certain it was somebody else there. Bodyguards, so on and so forth. Now the you had a man. Yeah, you had a party. You had a party. And nobody found that funny. But you know what's funny to me? That's Hollywood. That's Hollywood. Now, and it's funny, like I say, when I mention the Harvey Weinstein, because he's been accused of these same atrocities. A hundred something women. And nothing's being done. They, well, I don't think his court date came up. But they did not keep him in jail till his court date. You know, so not that, you know, if they would have gave him uh, uh, a bond or bail or whatever, he would have been able to afford it. You know, he's Jewish. They, they would have took care of that. But, you know, you know, another sad thing about all this that I've realized is this black man got so 
much history in music and not one penny to show for. You know, and that's why I was like, okay, well, sell your property. Because when you think about it, by the time he go to court and go through the legal battles and this, that, and some more shit, he's going to... um. He's going to be millions and millions of dollars in the hole with legal fees. So you're not going to have no choice but to sell your home. You're not going to have no choice but to get rid of those cars. And see, that's 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 how they that's what they do. Try to strip you of everything. Yeah. And he's going to be stripped of everything. You know, um, that's what happened to O.J. Simpson. Even though he was found not guilty and he was acquitted, the civil shit stripped him of everything. That man has nothing. And then when the guy came to rob him, and I think he, I don't know if he pulled a gun or some crazy crap. Oh, no, the guy took his stuff, his um, sports memorabilia, and I think it was his rings or something, and he went over to the guy's house with a gun or whatever and got his stuff back. But, um... The crazy thing with that is they locked him up and he was in there for a long time. And, I, you know, I think he came out last year or year before last or something like that. But he hasn't he has nothing. You know, and he should be the spokesperson for what not to do. What not to do, because, you know. When you look at a Bill Cosby, right, when he comes home. And he will be home. He's not going to die in there. Um, when he comes home, he should be the spokesperson to the black community of what not to do. You know, um, and I'm going to say this again, you know, I've dated white chicks, you know, and um, one thing with me, though, that I never did was I never really felt like they were allies. I didn't even think that far into it. I was just a young guy, you know, looking to date outside my race. So, you know, some things I can actually say is our fault as a community. You know, um, gentrification, that's our fault. You know, when my neighbors sold the house, and I, you know, I tried to talk them out of it. I said, well, you know, um, why don't you keep it, you know, just a little bit longer? You know, something may pop pop up, whatever, whatever. They were like, no. You know, we're getting older in age. Um, we can't maintain the property. I said, okay, well, make sure you put some good folks there. Well, you know, when you're dealing with a realtor, I mean, that, did my mic just, oh, what in the hell? Oh, that's weird. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if my headphone cut out or my mic cut out. But um, is that is that my mic? Is it sounding staticky to you? No, everything's sounding fine. Oh, wow. I don't know what that is. It might be my headset. I'm sorry. Um, But, yeah, what I was saying was that when you, um, you know, they got older and they couldn't upkeep the property, but when you're dealing with a realtor, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, before someone buys the home or the property, 
you are aware of it, you know, of, you know, who it is and so on and so forth. And sometimes you actually meet the person, you know, before you sell it. So, you know, it's, and I'm not saying be discriminate, you know, discriminate against folks, you know, but, you know, they sold the house to a Caucasian couple, European colonizer, or whatever you want to call it. And, that's that's how the gentrification works. It's not white people moving into your neighborhood. It's, it's you. us selling it. Yeah, we're selling the property to them. So, and, and it, uh, when they white, we see dollar signs. We don't see gentrification. We just see a dollar sign and, oh, they're going to pay good money for this. And we go and sell it and then complain about it. You know, um... And with this being a predominantly black neighborhood, it's weird to see people of European descent wander the streets. And they're not even afraid of the gun violence. They're not afraid of the drug trade. Um, oh, they love drugs, some. I'm not and I'm 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 not I'm I'm generalizing, but some love drugs. Like they love children, you know, so um, we're giving this shit away. And, you know, instead of taking the property, because actually the people that had owned the house, one of the females had a daughter. And I'm like, well, you could have put your daughter in the house. I, th- I think they had a, a daughter. And a, I, don't, I don't remember if it was a boy too, but I know it was a daughter. Boy, I'm certain you had a family member, you know, and... Like I said, my issue is we're giving it away. We don't have generational wealth to pass around for generations for shit. And then we complain. Oh, with well, a white man and a white man and the white man is doing, he bought that shit dirt cheap. I would have did it too. He didn't pay shit for that house. You know, when you, he didn't pay shit for that house. Trust me on that. You know, but. The crazy thing is we put ourselves in these, these predicaments and then we cry about it. No, I say the same thing with um, vacant buildings for businesses. You complain that they're buying it, but no one else is. Well, you know, when I was looking at that Michael Moore film, uh, one of the crazy things is they were talking about Detroit. And, um, you know, Detroit had the Flint water crisis situation. And um, it was, man, you, let me tell you something. We were bamboozled, you know. And I, you know, Obama was supposed to be our guy. You know, and when I saw on the, the uh, when he did the, I guess, town hall meeting or whatever there, talk about it they you know the people were so excited you know and they were like hey hey we got obama and this dude during his speech says can i get a can i get a glass of water i'm i'm i'm, I'm kind of parched Nick, <laughs> are you you serious bro who 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 what would, the? who advised him to make fun of this shit 
Then he, he did another conference behind closed doors and did it again. Then he didn't even drink the water. He just wet his lips. And you know how you wet your lip and you wipe it. And that's that's basically what he did. Um, and the people was offended. And, you know, basically he told them that the water was fine. They can drink it. And that was not the case. And, you know, I said, man, you know, this, look, look at the coonery, the, the dancing fucking puppet. So next thing you know, Donald Trump wins the presidency and he goes to Flint. And they said, oh, man, are you are you worried about this storm of um, press and so on and so forth that's coming this way for you? He said, no, I am the storm. And repeated it again and said, I am the storm. Now, these people, you got legionnaires disease, um, lead poisoning, so on and so forth. And they're dying. Kids, little kids got cancer. You know, they was talking about the kids that um, this one guy said, man, you know, these children don't even know what it is to grow up without a toothbrush and a water bottle to brush their teeth. Because they can't use the, you know, the sink or whatever. So all they've been doing their entire lives is brushing their teeth with a water bottle of water. And, um, and, uh, uh, a toothbrush. And then one of the females said, you know, I thought I was done with this when I was left Iraq. She said, when I was in Iraq, I took water bottle showers. She said, now I'm back home. And... I'm doing this shit here. That's unheard of. So then she was like, uh, she said, you know, the people in Iraq live better than the people in Detroit. So when they said that, you know, when Trump said, I am the storm, man, probably a day or two after that or whatever, they start, uh, they, they bought the army. And they were shooting guns, dropping bombs, shooting missiles into buildings because Detroit, excuse me, Detroit has one of the biggest areas of abandoned buildings. So they used that area for practice for urban warfare. And I'm like, when the hell did we start having, you know, Blackhawks and shit shoot at buildings here? And and then they didn't even warn the residents. So imagine being in here and all of a sudden you hear boom, 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 ba, 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 ba. And you're like, what the hell? You know, you ducking for cover. You don't know if you next. You know, and these people, they they had no warning or anything that this was going to take place. And, you know, it's like they they got absolutely no respect. And and still don't. And you know, speaking of which, what happened with the momentum behind that? Behind what? The momentum behind, like the Flint, Michigan crisis. Oh, it's still going on. No, I'm saying is on our side that when people used to you know support, support, support trying to figure out what they could do for it and now it just dies down. Oh, it, it's still going on, but Yeah, um what is Jaden Smith just donated a ton of water to them. 
So that was last week. He donated. You know, he does. He has the bottled water company or whatever, and they took a bunch of water there. Um, but it hasn't changed because here's the thing: they had a um, they were getting their their water from uh, I forgot the name of the lake. Uh which lake is that? It wasn't Lake Michigan, I don't think. Um, it was one of the you know one of the places up there. They uh, I'm trying to find it on this map here. I want to zoom out. Zoom out, zoom out, zoom out. Uh, where am I at? Where am I at? Michigan. Wisconsin, Detroit. Okay. I'm trying to get the name. I think it's Lake Huron. I think it was that one. And they have one of the um, cleanest freshwater systems. And they were getting it from there. So when they allegedly, when the governor became governor, he fired everybody and put his own people in there. And then um, they went to build another pipeline. So the people were like, well, what do we need a second pipeline for when we got, you know, um, we got a, a pipeline that's perfectly working. Uh, he was like, well, you know, we want to build a new one because that one's, you know, corroded or going to, you know, fall apart. It's been there for years. So what it really was about was um, the big banks getting money and, you know, contracts and so on and so forth and lobby lobbyists. It was a political move for more money. But the problem was in the meantime, while that's being built, hey, let's, that's like if they said, let's go get water out the Anacostia River. What the hell you think going to happen? Everybody in the city going to get sick. And that's what they did. They went to a polluted river. I think it was like whatever. Uh, I don't want to say Michigan River or whatever, but it was a dirty ass river. It was polluted. And they said the water should be clean. They pushed the button and the water came out brown. And they tried to blame it on the piping. But you you said you just put new pipes in there. So, you know, the people complained. They didn't give a shit. The the governor didn't give a shit. I don't even know if this guy is still governor, man. Like, And, you know, I don't never wish too much negativity on people. But, you know, I was just like, dude, at what, what point are people really going to start to uh, fight back and stop being cowards. You know, back in the day, you know, it's like, it's funny, like when Trump said, you know, oh, back in the day, they would have did this to you. They would have did that to you. Yeah, they would have did it to his ass too if he wasn't fit for the job. White people got hung just like black people did. They just don't tell you that shit. But let's go man, you can go across that ocean and off with your head. They wasn't doing that to blacks. They were doing that to them. So in the good old days, you would have got your ass hung. You would have got your head chopped off. You know, you're talking about kings, queens, and, you know, the parliament and all that. So what happened to that? Just like when they talked about... um, how Hillary Clinton won. 
and you know electoral excuse me electoral college voted him in Hillary Clinton won the popular vote without a shadow of a doubt she won and they you know what the message was was that okay this is what happens when people go to the polls and they vote and their party that they voted for don't win they get discouraged so now they don't want to vote anymore and when they did the numbers and they showed that um i want to i'm just going to use i'm going to throw some numbers out there right the one number i do know is key is the last number it was like 3 million people voted for hillary and let's hypothetically say 3.5 to 4 million voted for trump you then had a hundred million that didn't because they were discouraged. But this is the crazy thing. They banking on that shit because they do it intentionally. Them Democrats and Republicans are in the bed together. They in the bed together. It, it, let me tell you something. This country has been ran in a dictatorship for centuries and we've been bamboozled we've been fooled we've been had because the democrats don't want to let go of them old ass buffoons that they've been running and fucking shit up since i was a child the same as the republican party if uh, let's say you want to go right you young you want to go and you want to be uh run for Maryland council, right? And you want to be a Democrat and you want to represent the Democrat, Democratic National Party. All right, cool. So you go out and you talk to them and if you pull in the numbers to get on the ballot, let's say you need 10,000 signatures. I don't even think it's that, that much, but you get 20. You hot, Right. What they'll do is they'll tell you back the fuck off, pay you a little bit of money to back off, right? You got 10,000 supporters. We want to go with this guy. This guy's been our guy. <clears throat> and then they're like, fuck you, young kid. You don't know shit. We want to stick with the old guy. And that's what happened. And it happens every year. And, and they know that that person doesn't stand a fucking chance at winning against a big Republican party person. So it's, it's, it's a bunch of bullshit. But like I said, what they do is they'll sit there and then they'll, they'll discourage voters because when, like I said, when Hillary Clinton did not win, that took a blow to females. But the females were too fucking smart for that because that following election for them primaries and shit, all women. Dog, a ton of women ran for like senator, councilman, governor, all positions. It was a shitload of females. And they tried their hardest 
to convince these women, you can't win this. You don't stand a chance. Some did and some didn't. You know, it's just like when I was looking at the, the thing with uh, Bernie Sanders. And at the Democratic National Convention with, you know, when it was him, Hillary Clinton and so on. And um, Bernie Sanders had won West Virginia. Do you know they had a lady stand up and say West Virginia chose Hillary Clinton? Almost every state that he won, they paid someone to say that state was won by Hillary. So Bernie, you know, I don't know if he's part of the problem or part of the solution, but he backed off. It wasn't like, nah, get the fuck out of here. I know these numbers. Like, who's t- Who was giving this dude his poll numbers? But he didn't argue. He backed the fuck off. And I'm like, okay, so see, this is a problem. These people, they have no interest in, in, in middle America. I don't even believe there's still a middle, middle America anymore, period. It's you either rich or poor. No, that doesn't exist anymore. Right. So, you know, the fact that he backed off and now he's talking about running again, you're a coward. In my eyes, you're a coward. Because I'm certain somebody ran them numbers by you and said, nah, Hillary didn't win. But again, like I said, those head Democrat folks are like, yo, Bernie, yeah, we're going to roll with Hillary on this one, man. We're going to back her. So, um, look, here was your check. Go home. Enjoy the next four years. Come back and see us next next four years. And that's pretty much what happened. So with him trying to run again, do you think he'll get that same level of support? No. No. Them people are disappointed in him. And rightfully so. Because you caved. You caved. You know, Trump came at a different angle, man. That dude cooked everybody on that Republican Party stage when they did those debates. I mean, he let them dudes have it, man. Like Jeb Bush, Jesus Christ. I wouldn't even have tried to run after my father fucked up then my brother fucked up. Then you think people going to trust you. And then Trump just exploited his ass with your father fucked up. Your, your brother fucked up and lied about weapons of mass destruction. Who the fuck going to trust you? And next thing you know, he went and did a um, rally. Uh, uh, Jeb did. And it was so embarrassing because he was like, um, he said something. He was like, okay, can, can you guys please clap? And then they start clapping. I said, dude, you're done. Trump killed your campaign. With just that, because we do know, see, that was a sensitive thing. If I was him, I would have never ran because after 9-11, nobody trusts a Bush. Nobody. They don't even trust the Bush outside their house. Fuck out of here. Like, dude, it, it, nobody, nah. It's a done deal with them. That family can never get back into politics because people aren't having that shit anymore. And Trump knew it. Trump pulled his Trump card and said, your brother 
lied. Your daddy lied. There was no weapons of mass destruction in Iraq. And he said, I would never send the troops to fight a war a not for some non-existent shit. The people agree. They agree with him. Jeb had to get the fuck out. You know, and he did that. It was like 16 people up there. And all 16 of their asses got fried and embarrassed. And they took the stage to the left because they had no choice. And whoever was giving this dude the ammo to cook their ass, they were smart. That shit was smart. But like I said, then you got Hillary that um had the email scandal. You didn't stand a snowball's chance in hell. The only thing we knew about Trump is okay. He was friends with people in other countries, and you know he's a liar. We all know that. I will agree to that. He's a liar. Um, but you know it. It, it, it was like I said. I didn't vote at that particular, you know, election because I was like, damn, it's like you voting against the lesser of two evils. And it's like, you know, what would be my point in voting for Hillary when I was against what happened with in Libya with um Muammar Gaddafi? You know, I, I wasn't a fan of that. You know, um and then Trump alone, I, I'm I'm not voting for no damn actor. You know, if I was Old enough to vote when Reagan, I wouldn't have voted for no goddamn old ass man. It's old enough to be my great grandfather. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't have done no shit like that. You know, and just like with him, that whole make America great again shit. That's where they got it from. Right. But the issue with, with Reagan is he lied. He lied. He pulled that capitalist bullshit. That's how we became big on capitalism, being a capitalist. But he had um he promised more jobs and this, this, this to the, the union workers and all this shit. Man, that dude closed down so many plants. Uh, every, man, everybody lost their job. Before he got in the office, shit was swell. That's when you had a middle class. He said, yeah, let's make America great again. There was nothing wrong with it. Until he got in there and fucked it up. And then left. Now, granted, I, yeah, he did two years. And I think behind him came Bush Sr., he, he was a lame duck, you know, and then, you know, you had Clinton and Clinton started that make America great again shit. And, you know, he used the same slogan. And um, what did he do? Lock up black people. At mass incarceration of blacks. That was making America great again. No, but say at that time you had a thing of who got for the better punishment. Well, here. Here's the thing with Reagan making America great again. You made America great again by getting rid of jobs, getting rid of factories and bringing in crack and cocaine. Wow. If you wanted to party, you didn't need that slogan. You could have just got some coke, you know, because that's all you did was bring coke in here. And, and you know, sold it to the. Uh, allegedly, I want to say the, the Crips Bloods or whatever, you know, and they it started. They they claim it started over in um 
in California and it, it flooded all throughout the United States. That wasn't making America great again. That was hurting America. Then, like I said, Bush, I don't even know what the fuck. Man, I don't even know how that guy got in there, to be honest. Yeah, he was he was Reagan's vice. So he comes in. He does absolutely nothing. Uh, that Desert Storm shit. The first Iraq war that was stupid. You know, that you, just like your son, had no reason for. Um, well, he did, but I don't want to speak on that right now. Um, but it wasn't for, you know, it was for profit and gain for whites, not for browns. Uh, but uh, he turned around. You you get Clinton. He's saying make America great again. So you got your drugs. You got your cocaine, your crack, your heroin. Now Clinton comes in. And cleans house. So you got to understand. That was, man that shit was well planned and thought out. I'm going to bring drugs in. I'm going to get rid of the jobs. I'm going to force these African Americans. To go out here. And be forced to sell the drugs. Then I'm going to bring this guy in. That's going to lock them up. And they trust this guy. Because he can play a saxophone. The fuck out of here. So can Kenny G. I don't listen to that nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on now. And they fell for the bait. You know, they had them back. I remember it like it was yesterday, man. On Arsenio Hall and the females. Ah, you can play. Who, who gives a shit? Do you, as a black, did you know where he stood with you? No. No. Nobody knew. And then he came in and he, you know, it's like, man, he jerked you off a little bit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then left. You know, he, you ain't even get a nut. And that's how he carried it. And he put so many people behind bars. And you're talking about three strike rules. He took money from the welfare. Because I remember telling someone that, yo, you can't stay on welfare forever. Because Clinton said now you can only stay on it for two years. You know, and um, he was getting rid of that shit. And then with him, people bought into it. They bought into his wife. Next thing you know, here come Bush. Right? You know, the craziest thing is less people got arrested when Bush was in office. Less. More people got arrested with Obama and Clinton than George Bush. George Bush was a lame. I mean, you know what I'm saying? He, he, he tried not to be. He stole two elections and shit, but... That's why I said, man, these folks be in the bed together, man. It's not even funny. George Bush is so close to Obama. They're like best friends, bro. And it, it, I get it. You know, your political views is that. Your view. It's your opinion. It's what you want to follow, right? When Nancy Pelosi said this thing about, you know, America is, uh, I want to say liberal. Or whatever. Um, no, capitalists. When they did the poll numbers, right, on marijuana and abortion and gay rights and so on, America's leftists. They're leftists. They, they, they more liberal than a liberal. 
You know, and if you don't understand politics, it's conservatives and liberals. Conservatives like to go by the Bible and, and stick straight to the Ten Commandments and, you know, you shouldn't have a child before you marry. You shouldn't this, you shouldn't that, yada, yada, yada. And then liberals are more like, ah, ah, what's wrong with a little weed? So what if she wants to have an abortion? Whose business is that? Oh, she want to be gay. That's her choice. They pro-choice for everything. And that's the difference. And when she said, oh, well, this is a capitalist country, it wasn't always capitalist. Reagan made it capitalist. Why are we still doing that shit? It's just like the Electoral College is 200 years old. And it was created for slave owners. So they can get their vote in and they can, you know, keep their slaves. Why are we still doing that shit? Slavery was abolished. And that should have went with it. But it didn't. And that's how those type of racist folks stay in power. Hillary ain't racist enough, man. She should have called somebody a nigga. She would have won. Guaranteed. <laughs> she could, you know, hey, you, you gooks. Vote for me, you niggers. Porsche monkey. Hey, they, I'm telling you, she would have won. Comparing, you know, to everyone else. But, um. No, it's that she tried to embrace it. Oh, uh, man. I can talk for hours on that. Um, I'm not even going to make this a, a, a two-hour segment. Um, although my tea is kicking in, but um, I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up. Uh, and, uh, you know, I said to myself I was going to start trying to do these um, little quotes. Excuse me. Uh, so now I can find one. Damn, girl. Um, let me see if I can find a decent one. All those folks that pertain. Okay, here's a key one. The eye never forgets what the heart has seen. I've seen a lot, and I ain't forgetting shit. And for all those blind folks out there, or people wearing glasses, take them off. Because if not, they're going to keep doing this shit. And... That's the only way we're going to win, is if you take off your blinders. I'm Casey on the beat. This is Hip Connors. And I'm going to get out of here. Um, and welcome back to the Casey on the beat show episode six, by the way. I don't, I'm not going to do my little plugs. I did that in the beginning. I'm going to change up this format. I'm going to keep it like that. Um, so until the next episode, I appreciate y'all listening. Appreciate you downloading and subscribing. I will be back. I'm not going to take a hiatus anymore. I promise you that. And, uh, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs>